WIOX is supported by you and the following underwriters. 1053 Main Street Gallery in Fleischmann's. Designed as a space to support a vibrant and active artistic community nestled within the Catskill Mountains. Presenting Light Codes, a group photography exhibition and special installation by Lindsay Comstock and Monty Wilson. Bringing together works by artists who use photographic processes and the language of light to transport viewers to new realms. Light Codes. On view through Sunday, February 25th at 1053 Main Street Gallery in Fleischmann's, 1053MainGallery.com. Delaware County Solid Waste Management Center in Walton, open 730 to 230 Tuesday through Saturday for waste disposal and recycling. In service to make a difference by reducing pollution in Delaware County. Delaware County Solid Waste Management Center, State Route 10 in Walton, 607-832-5800. Or click the Delaware County Solid Waste Management Center link at WIOXradio.org. This is Dan O'Connell, host of Monday Morning Music on WIOX Roxbury. As a WIOX spokesperson, I also manage underwriting for the station. And I'm here to let you know that underwriting on WIOX is a great way to support the station and inform the community about your business or service. If you'd like to become an underwriter, contact me for details at 607-326-3900 or WIOX at WIOXradio.org. From the Forest, every Wednesday on WIOX Community Radio, live and local in the Catskill Mountains at 91.3 FM and MTC Cable Channel 20, 107.5 FM on the campus of SUNY Delhi and everywhere at WIOXradio.org on computers or smartphones. And um, every third Wednesday from the Forest has um, Mr. Mead, Mr. Gary Mead come on from um, Gary Mead Art. How's it going, Gary? Good. How are you, Ryan? 
I've been all right. You know, I'm trying to do some uh, maple sugaring, but the weather is uh, not cooperating. It's just been a little too cold. Well, a couple weeks ago you were making it. I was doing really well. But, um, you know, hey, it happens, right? It's why it's an agricultural thing and you can't control the weather. The last really bad year I had was 2010, so I can't really complain. Right. It's a 14-year run. What are you looking to do, five gallons? No, I mean, I'm kind of spoiled now, but usually I make about half a gallon per tap. So I have 17 gallons, so... Oh, you, you make know. that much, huh? Yeah, and yeah. You sell off a little? Or I you, do, yeah. just to pay for a little expenses or well, or if good. someone comes over the house, you know, you know, I'll give them some syrup and yeah. whatnot. Well, I think back when, years ago, when I you first started doing it, you used to make five gallons a year. Yeah, I just want enough for myself. Yeah. But you've expanded. Well, that first, the you're first, up to seventeen. <laughs> I used to be crazy. I mean, I only have a little two by three. I used to pay twenty five gallons on that thing. Holy moly! Yeah, that was insane. The first year, two thousand eight, I made twenty five. Second year, I made twenty six. That was the weirdest year, two thousand nine. It was the strangest year, even to this day. Um, it would go up to fifty one degrees, fifty five, almost sixty. Well, I think one day it did reach sixty. Yeah, and then it would plummet to the teens. It was so strange. What a weird year. I made more syrup that year, but it was terrible quality because it got too warm yeah. <clears throat> during the day. But 2008 was the was the best year. That was a really good year. And 2013 was yeah. a very good year. Yeah. Yeah, but, we have good and bad. And yeah. it, you know, the apples, I'm hoping this year <clears throat> we have apples around because we're due. Two years in a row. Yeah. It didn't work out too good for here. And but down the line, you know, we... I had to. I went down the Emerson this year on the flat and got all my apples. He got lucky going down the line because really it was kind of like up the line this year in, in elevation. If you went right. high, you got apples. Up, well, that's up, what I heard yeah. around here, and I was asking people you know, up in the heads of all these hollows that uh, yeah, there's a few on them, but um, there were. I I didn't find any trees up high that were loaded. Green County was better, I, I feel like, like higher up in elevation around Tannersville, Hunter, up yeah. above Tannersville and Hunter, because they're at 2,100 feet, um, yeah. that, the villages, they they were better, but yeah, anywhere below was not good. Well, I'm hoping this, we had two bad years in a row, <clears throat> and actually the year before last was the worst year ever, because there were no apples anywhere, Yeah, and I just happened to be driving out by Meredith. And I saw a tree right next to the road with these big yellow apples on it. And I think I got 10 bushel off that one tree. There wasn't a tree around that had any apples. And yeah. I was going to Oneonta, and I, I just, I always, you know, in the, that time of year, I traveled with bags in my truck. And I just got out, and, you know, I was kind of in the right of way of the state, I thought. I didn't know whose property it was, but nobody around to ask, so I just filled my bags and... Hope that, you know, somebody come along, they'd let me keep them. And they, you know, I got, uh, I think between that and one other little tree, I got 12, you know, I made about 25, 30 gallons that year, which was. Uh, That's quite a bit. Phenomenal for yeah. for uh, having no apples. Yeah, really. But I got an idea to talk about state trees. <clears throat> Because I'm, you know, I never, we never talked about that much. And so we're doing them in alphabetical order. 
and uh, you know I did a little research as we're going along and and uh, there's uh, the first one we're starting out is Alaska well one, can I say one thing yeah. before you get totally into it you know I never looked this up until you mentioned the idea right I didn't realize there's a national tree and it's just oak Oak is a national tree. You, you know, I, I didn't even. I sh- I'm embarrassed to say I did not know this. I didn't either. <laughs> Worked for the Catskill Forest Association. I didn't know what the U.S. tree was. It's not a particular oak tree. It just says oak tree. Yep. 2001, the National Arbor Day had a had a poll, and people chose oak. 101,000 votes to 81,000. The runner-up was redwood, and the top five after that, or three after that, were dogwood, maple. And pine, and and this is the last thing I'll say before you get in. Um, I I looked at every state tree. The most numerous state trees, number one, like was just pine that right. was mentioned. Yeah. Two was oak. Oak was a close second. Three is maple. Four is magnolia species, if you count yellow poplar as in the magnolia family and magnolia. But um, maple uh, is weird because it's sugar maple. Red maple is Rhode Island. Right. Sugar maple is three other states, or maybe four. It's, it's um, let's see, it's, it's New York State, Vermont. Connecticut? I think, I think Connecticut. And uh, then, I thought and I then West that. Virginia. Uh-huh. West Virginia has it. Ah. Uh. Yeah, West Virginia has, has uh, maple, which I was kind of uh, surprised about, but. Well, I didn't do the statistics like that on them. I'm just, uh. I did research on five of them, try to get, uh, you know, some information out there. And, and, you know, it's something else to think about. And, and, you know, there are good reasons for, you know, the state picking a tree for their tree. No, it's it's Wisconsin. It's not Oh, it's Wisconsin. Yeah, Connecticut. Yeah, Wisconsin. So, yeah, no, it's a cool idea. I, I just wanted to say, yeah, I never knew that oak was a national. No, I had neither. Now I do. But anyway, the uh, so you're saying with A, Alaska, Alaska, <laughs> Sit- Sitka spruce, and uh, you know it's a it's it's got it's very strong for softwood for uh, it's it's got high strength to weight ratio good for building and it dries easy with very little shrinkage and movement it doesn't twist and crack and all that stuff it's it's among the world's fastest growing trees they grow three to five feet a year and in ancient Greece they dedicated to Arthemis, the moon goddess, presiding over childbirth and protection of women. And uh, the Alaskan tree gets its name from an Alaskan island called Baron of the Island because it was once called Sitka Island. I don't know why they changed it. And... uh, Alaska being the largest state, it's fitting that the tree Sitka is the largest spruce in the world. 
and they they aged up to they've uh, about eight hundred years or so. They they can go along, and uh, the spruce sign actually is, and I never knew this till I did some research. It's a symbol of peace. Mm. So uh, that's <clears throat> that's very interesting to know. And I never knew that, but the spruce are a symbol of peace and kindness and happiness, friendship and protection. And uh, they like a an acidy, well-drained, well-watered soil. And uh, the, they're kind of similar to red spruce. Yeah, and they they have a. They have a lot of different animals that, you know, they use them for shelter, and, of course, they climb them. But, you know, the seeds and the cones, you know, deer eat them, uh, the, you know, porcupines, rabbits, squirrels, they all kind of enjoy them. But, you know, the the deer don't browse on the smaller trees when they, you know, if they can reach them. Cause they don't really like um, too many pine or spruce. They'll eat it only if there's nothing else. Which, uh, you know, I've seen them chewing on, you know, hemlock and winters when we got three or four feet of snow. And, I mean, they're just in total survival mode when you see them munching on something like that. And it grows in northern California to Alaska. And that's about, do you have anything on uh, the Sitka spruce? It's, I don't know anything about Sitka spruce. Yeah, I don't. I've never seen one. It's good for. Uh, well, I've seen them only in on pictures. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never seen one in, in person. Uh, I've never been to the, the to the Northwest. No, so. I've I've never handled uh, Sitka spruce through because I get a lot of Western. I mean, we we have a lot of Western uh, at the. Home Depot and Lowe's and all that, you know, the, <clears throat> there's a lot of Western softwoods that get shipped over here to, yeah. you know, up this far for for building. Most of it's used for construction. Oh, you but you have handled Sitka spruce? No, I haven't. No, That's never. one of the ones that never huh. crossed my, my path. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of other ones that from out west that I have have, uh, you know, and cedars probably, red cedar and white cedar probably be the... The two I've seen the most of, and I don't know what do you, does it say. What kind of wood it's most like? Uh, Sika? Is there any other wood it's, it resembles? It's white, like it's a white, like a spruce. Yeah. And uh, I didn't see pictures of the grain of it. Well, actually, I did. I there was a, uh, a a site where you could buy it, and it's it's just very. Uh, looked a lot like you know sycamore without the without the uh, the orange heart. <clears throat> They're very tall, aren't they? They grow. Uh, I don't know. About a hundred twenty feet. Okay, it's eighty tall. eighty to one hundred and twenty. Yep. And uh, but they. What else did I have about them? Let's see. Mm -hmm. Alaska. Hmm. Yeah, it beats me. I've never. They, never been they out use them a lot. They use a lot of it for uh, framing and and. But it does, you know, it makes 
makes good countertops and, and different types of furniture because, you know, cradles and stuff, because it's, it's very soft and it's very durable and it, it, it's easy to, to cut joins, you know, when you're putting a tongue and groove or, you know, a dovetail or something for a drawer slide or, or whatever. It, it's, uh, it's supposed to work, uh, machine very easily. And it's a harder spruce, I mean, a harder softwood. I mean, we always called hemlock hem oak because you take 30, 40 year old oak board and when it's green, you drive a nail through it. But when it's that old, it'll bend a nail before it'll go through it or it'll split it. So when it gets really old, you have to pre drill it. Well, what do you got next? Uh, what do we got? So we have Arizona. This is a... <laughs> Arizona. Yeah. This is more like a... Well, they don't get very big, these things. It's uh, they called a little leaf, and it's called yellow palo, palo verde. And because it's... Uh, it grows in the desert, and I mean, in the, the springtime of the year, the... The flowers are just, uh, I mean, they they just, it looks like the sun on the ground in the desert. There's, when you see, you know, whole, like, forests of them or where they're congregated. But they don't get very tall. They average about 15 feet. And, uh... So, is it a, what, is it a deciduous tree or... Or a coniferous tree? Does it lose its leaves, or does it have needles? It leaves its needs, leaves. It has, uh, you know, when it flowers, it, it, uh, well, this has needles and leaves. What? Yeah, I, I, well, that's just one thing when I was researching. <laughs> I've never seen one, but, you know, Mary's uh, sister lived, and I was going to call, because uh, her husband worked at a, they lived in Arizona for a long time, and he worked at a zoo down there. And I'm sure that I was going to try to get hold of him before the show and ask him about this particular tree because he he loves all that kind of stuff. So he'd know a lot about it. Uh, you ever been to but, Arizona? No, I haven't. Uh, it's, it's freaking like you know. You realize how how wet it is where we live compared to some of these areas. Yeah. That, like, out of everywhere I've been, that, I think that blew my mind going to Arizona. It's just, the desert is... Well, we have... It's just the complete opposite of where we live. Yeah. Well, they have 300 blue sky days, and, you know, don't get it rain a lot, but they, you know, it does cloud over once in a while. But, you know, every year, every... You know, 300 days of the year, they have bluebird skies, so it's yeah. pretty incredible. I mean, uh, now, you know, Mary's sister just moved to Ellenville from there, and, <laughs> you know, her system kind of went into shock from the change, and, you know, because uh, she was having little aches and pains, and, you know, she went to the doctor, and the doctor said, well, you've been living in Arizona. This is a big change for your body. It's going to take time for you to acclimate to it, and, you know, don't rush it. You're not sick. You're just, your body's confused. Really? <laughs> so, anyway, so, you know, after you live in a place for that long and then <clears throat> come to this different climate, it is, uh, you know, something, you know, they didn't get snow out there. I guess they did get snow a couple of years ago. 
Yes. Where they live. Because <laughs> they lived in the grasslands, which was, you know, right along the uh, the edge of the desert, basically. But this uh, this particular tree, it's a hub for... A hub of the trees, when they're, that means when they're growing together, they, they're critical habitats to the structure and function of the Samoran desert. Scrub biotic community. So the, the, they're, I think if they're, they're not, they're disease resistant for the most part, but there are some bugs and stuff that attack them. But if they ever lost them, the balance of the of where they grow would change drastically. They're one of the only trees that can survive in that kind of, of weather, <clears throat> uh, where it's just dry and they don't they don't need much water, and they're not known for having a a, a lot of diseases. But, you know, they have insect pests uh, about their only ri uh, <coughs> risk. Mm. And tough little tree that brightens arid landscape with attractive form and yellow spring flowers. <coughs> so, in the, like I say, in the spring when the flowers come out, uh, and the flowers are edible, <coughs> and once they turn into a seed... Uh, lots of uh, lots of different critters will use them for nourishment and food that you know live in the desert or around that where they grow. Yeah, and they live hundred to four hundred years, and they're some of them get to thirty feet, but they've they're a fifteen foot average. <clears throat> uh, yeah, the only place for any kind of like trees like. Larger trees grow out there? Is it, no, know, just the, them and cactus. You know, the washes, like they call them, like where there's water once in a while? Like, yeah. You wouldn't call them streams because they're dry, but then, they, you know, after a rainstorm or something. get cottonwoods and stuff. That's about it. Yeah. You know, maybe some aspen to the north. I don't know. I don't Let's know. see. They're protected of their instrument <coughs> intrinsic value of products made with their wood fiber and I went into that and uh, I couldn't find too much that they actually uh, did with the wood fiber it's uh, when the it doesn't burn good green but what wood does I don't even know why they put that in there but <clears throat> When when it's you know if a dead limb and whatnot they use it for cooking like a barbecue and it gives the food like a mesquite kind of a taste and the seeds are good for you know they harvest them and uh, when they dry on the tree they go out and they they take tubs and they fill these tubs up and they bring them back and you know they they make them into flour. Hmm. And it makes a very, uh, and that has kind of a, uh, I suppose they have a mesquite kind of a taste to the, the flower. And the wood's great for cooking when it's dry. Fallen leaves and needles make great mulch. But I, I didn't really understand that statement because this tree must have leaves and needles 
you know, shut it down. You just, for 24 to 36 hours, you put the temperature up to about 165, and that'll crystallize the pitch. And what that means is the, the pitch will be a solid until it gets above that temperature again. <clears throat> so if it got 170, it would uh, leach out a little bit. But, you know, if your house is above 165, you probably really don't want to be in it at that point yeah, anyway. So, anyway. <clears throat> but there were puddles. <clears throat> I mean, these things were 100 years old, this wood. <clears throat> and because it was never heated up to that point, it, the pitch was never crystallized. So... And, you know, when I'm unloading the kiln, there's like, it was hard. <clears throat> when it cools down, it turns, you know, it, it's, it looks like crystals. It's really hard. And it was, you know, I had to take a, a hammer and, like, hit the floor to make it, you know, release itself. But it's good to, you know, I popped some in my mouth that was sitting on in between the layers of the, of the, the wood. And, damn, it's good stuff. I mean... Really? Yeah, once it warms up, you know, it'll pull fillings out, but just to suck on it like a lozenger, I mean, it cleared your sinuses, and, and uh, you know, I never once thought, you know, it could be harmful to me, but, you know, I, I just kind of thought of that. It's like, geez, I, some of the stuff I put so in my mouth. So these are coming from very tall buildings. Like built when, you think? Do you remember? They were built, uh, well, they used to. In New York City? From 1850 to... Um, I think they they had they stopped bringing them. Well, actually, they over harvested them, and they 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 slowed the whole thing slowed down around uh, probably nineteen twenty nineteen thirty. Yeah. And they, you know, they didn't use it. They went to steel. I think they started doing a lot more steel back then. They're taking they, it out, taking it, and then taking the. Now they're going back to wood again. <clears throat> Everything's about. Uh, I see a lot of that going on now. That <clears throat> Resync Wood is is the name of this, you know, whole site that I go to, <clears throat> and they built some incredible arches and stuff out of wood, and you know, it outlasts metal because it doesn't rust. I mean, the metal is good and tough and strong, but <clears throat> you know, when it gets moisture to it, it breaks down, and that's the problem with it, uh, unless you. And I never understood why they didn't, like, uh, put a protective coating on steel so that it wouldn't. Yeah. And, but I don't know. How do I know about steel? But a loblolly pine, a lot of it is grown in Kentucky. And uh, that's where I thought most of it come from until I, I found out it was Arkansas's uh, state tree. It, on the same tree, it develops male and female cones. It's the wood is amazing to work. It's easy to manage, and it it doesn't warp and split and check. And it's it lasts, you know, it it lasts a long time. And as it gets older, it 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 gets harder. But it 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 even lasts outdoors you know, up off the ground because of the the pitch that's in it. I mean, it's just the only other tree that has, I would say, as much pine tree that has as much pitch uh, would be uh, uh, 
Pitch pine? Scotch pine. Oh, oh yeah. Scotch is, uh, and I didn't realize that till I dried that in my kiln. And, you know, white pine has some pitch. Hemlock has no pitch. And the white pine has, you know, a fair amount of pitch depending on the knots. Every knot has a lot. I mean, they're, they have a lot more uh, condensed pitch in them than the, the wood itself. You might see a little bleed out of the, the wood grain a little, but the knots, I mean, they just get sticky. <clears throat> but, you know, I did a couple of projects out of the scotch pine, and, <clears throat> you know, even after being crystallized, <clears throat> I when I was working out in the shop, I took a wet rag and a, and a, a, a little torch, and I had them up because, uh, you know, I had one piece that it was 165 degrees, crystallized the pitch, and I had over by the stove, and I come over, and it was a little sticky. <clears throat> so then I started treating the scotch pine with, uh, with you know, a torch and a, and a wet rag, and it did. It bled more out, and, but, you know, that never had a problem after that. The thing about wood is if <clears throat> you have to look at the different things that it's good for and know how to because you can really get in trouble if you use it wrong it's like cut down a cherry tree or sawing it up and you know immediately making a cabinet out of it or you know speaker box you know when i was a teenager <clears throat> i went to a sawmill and i was so happy i was we were all into speakers and stereos and all that and i was going to make this big set of cherry speakers and took green wood and put it all together 45s and you know put the speakers in and that thing self-destruct in six months really oh man that thing it twisted and warped and it it, it would rock on the floor and the, the seams of the joints opened up but <clears throat> You know, it was just like that was the beginning of my woodworking career. I was learning, and that You're was like, very huh. good. And you know, the spirits are going, "Yeah, watch, we'll, watch let, this. we'll let this dumbass just do this. <laughs> See your, how it works out." Your father said, "Nice speakers." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Can we? We'll throw them in the furnace. <laughs> Take them speakers out. We'll throw them in the furnace." But anyway. <laughs> At least it's dry wood. But I mean, they're beautiful cherry boards. They've been properly dried. They've made beautiful they were. features. But they were. Well, let's take a break here. Uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to From the Forest every Wednesday, six to seven p.m. Talk about a different forest-related topic. Tonight's topic is state trees of the USA with Gary Mead. Tell me instead of telling 
Tuning in, you're listening to From the Forest. Every Wednesday, 6 to 7 p.m., talk about a different forest-related topic. Every third Wednesday, talk to Gary Mead about a different Catskills tree. But uh, today, we are talking about state trees yep. of the USA. And I think we're at, we just did, we did Alaska, we did uh, Arizona, Arizona, then Arkansas. Now we're doing, we're not quite done with the Arkansas tree. All right. Uh, it's... It, it grows uh, 100 to 300 years. The loblolly uh, pine. Yeah. That old, huh? I'm surprised. Yeah. Oh. And the habitat's good cover for deer, turkey, squirrels, and rodents, and they all eat the seeds from the cones. It has a deep tap root with a shallow main lateral root, <clears throat> which means the tap root in the middle goes way down, and the rest of the roots just spread out, you know, just under the soil. And they grow two to three foot per year, and they can grow to a hundred feet tall. And they like a deep, acid, well-drained soil with a good water supply. And that's about it for the lolly. It's really good stuff. If you do happen to handle a piece, uh, <clears throat> you'll see it's very uh, for a softwood. It's really quite dense. But now we get on to California. California. <clears throat> California. All right. And that's the California redwood. Yeah, of course. That was almost picked as the uh, nation tree, despite, you know, only being like, what, in the northwest? Right, yeah. Almost, because it's so darn big. And it's got a... I've never been out to see them, but I'm, I definitely have to go. But i never seen one myself, so... 95% have been cut down since the 1850s. Only 5% of the original old growth is on the coastal redwood forest. And the Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Park, the best spots to see them. 
They're extremely resistant to insects, disease, weather, and it's really a, <clears throat> a well-desired wood for building and framing and, <clears throat> you know, furniture. It, I, that's one of the trees that, you know, like an, an oak or a maple, you can't really do framing with that. <clears throat> but, you know, these other trees that you can do framing and... This is a tree that's uh, all around. You could use it for furniture and and the building. So you have handled redwood? No, I haven't. Uh, didn't you say people are using them for decks and stuff off the air? Well, they used to. Yeah, they used to. Yeah, I've seen. You know, I've, I haven't. You know, had them, but I've been to people's houses where they're. You know, they've had redwood decks. Yeah. And you know, now they have redwood stain <clears throat> to make it look like the redwood. But all right. Yeah, but Tim Johnson, <clears throat> local farmer, he went out oh, seven, eight years ago. Him and his wife went out to uh, California, and they visited him. <clears throat> and he said they they cut the hotel he stayed in. It was a 10-unit hotel. And they built the whole thing, furniture, doors, frame, trusses. Uh, rafters, everything out of one tree, yeah. a ten-unit hotel out of one tree. So they were huge, and you know I watch videos of stuff I'm cutting down that almost makes me want to cry. Why would somebody keep cutting those? They they seem so majestic and almost like God. It just don't seem right. I don't know anything about them. I mean, uh, I don't know what their growth rates are. I don't know if the ones they cut are on a on a rotation that's much longer than say what our maple or oak are. I don't I don't I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to north northwestern forestry. Well, those trees grow, you know, come up they're two thousand years old. Yeah, but I mean like the ones like I'll see on YouTube guys cutting them down and they look like they're all fifty inches in diameter. Right. Like they're big. Maybe more. Now I don't know how old one is that big. Right. You know, is it five to fifty years old, two hundred? I I don't know. Right. The five percent, what they're talking about is the old growth. Yeah. yeah. And they're the two thousand, three thousand year old trees. That, <clears throat> but you know, that's what I'm saying. Why? Why did they cut everything but five percent? Because we're people of the <clears throat> wood, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. You know, it's the difference between I'm reading a book and I might talk about it next Wednesday, but. You know, Native American stuff about burning, the guy says the Native Americans are people of forage. The, the white people are people of the wood. Right. And he's right. You know, it's ha how did how did the Europeans get here? And they I made read this, boats. Oh, my <laughs> God. I read this one book about, like, it was just on oak and how they built these ships, these uh, these boats, these sailboats. Just, just the hull alone. It's just amazing. Yeah. But that that comes from a people obsessed with, with wood. Which I'm not saying is a bad thing. I think it, I think they're both kind of cool. It's just a different culture. Yeah. To answer your question, I feel like I don't feel like they're like evil people or anything. I just feel no. Like, I don't feel. I, I, I just think, think I think they just love the damn wood so much. <laughs> well, I don't know why they took so much, and I don't know. That's the only part that I I love wood, and I don't mind cutting a tree. And you know, I had a guy come to me yesterday. It was so funny. He says I was cutting this thing. He brought me a. Uh, a biscuit from the log he cut. Mm. He said, what is this? I said, it's black walnut. He said, oh my 
God. He said, I cut my black walnut. I cut a black walnut down. He thought of the maple. Oh, I know. And I said, did you ever see, like, walnuts on it? I mean, Jesus. it was like, it was 12, 14-inch diameter, so it was definitely producing. But he said, no, I, I never really noticed. But I said, well, you sure noticed when you cut it down. So I said, well, you know, and his wife was with him. And he, you know, he, her name is Sharon. He looks over at Sharon and he goes, I'm sorry, honey. And I said, well, don't worry about it. This life is getting, a, this tree gets a new life. Bring it here. We'll saw it, dry it. It'll be in your house. It'll stay, still be in your, you know, with you. Yeah. And I said, that's the wonderful thing about wood. It gets another life. Not very many things on the planet get to have that. <clears throat> I'll be honest, black walnut <clears throat> might be better that you cut it down in sugar maple because, you know, they tend to blow over sometimes. You wake up one morning and half that tree is blown over. I find well, if you don't... Not all the time, but... If man. you don't prune them... See, the walnuts, for some reason, I don't know why that is here. You know, I over... Where by where you live, they seem to the bowl seems to get big, yeah. you know, bigger than. But when over on this side of the hill, for some reason, they seem to grow, you know, right up, and then they start start snapping, sprawling out, and and they're weak, and yeah. and they and they they break. You know, I've had people call me, you know, different storms. Oh, I had this walnut come down, and you know, you want the logs and. I say, well, how big are they? Well, they're six inch, six inches, five inches. I said, they're all sap right now. There's you don't, you don't seem to do very well on clay or rocky soil. Yeah, they want sand almost. You ever notice that? Like, like in well, Kingston, like where they do well, like you're saying, yeah, is really next to right next to the Rondo, like on the Kingston. Yeah, uh, you know, some of those things are amazing. I mean, we we went to this one member's property. It's an old farmhouse brick. And he's right next to the Rondo, and there's humongous black walnut. You know, he had us cut down one. It was a 36-inch bar on that chainsaw, and I had to slightly double bore cut. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he did use it. He still has it, but uh, he has many more black walnuts that we're not going to touch. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. It, but they it, get it a second seem... life, and it's such a beautiful wood. Yeah. You know, the biggest piece I've ever seen came from Long Island. I dried it for a guy, and it, it come up, and <clears throat> it was a three-inch thick slab, 21 feet long. It was 56 to 62 width, and that thing didn't have a blemish in it. <clears throat> so I got excited, and I called him up, and I said, Oh, you know, Harry, how much you want for this? slab and he says well i've been getting six thousand and i said holy smoke that's a little bit out of my wheelhouse but six thousand six wow. grand when was this about this is last year that was, oh, it was last year yeah what would it have been higher i mean i know in the 80s the people were like really obsessed with black walnut well then in uh, uh probably the 70s around the 2000 nine you know 90s to 2000 you couldn't give it away right it, 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 people they wouldn't it was like because being in woodwork and i always admired it and you know i remember it, it was selling cheaper than pine i mean they were just trying to get rid of it and 
looking back, I wish I would have, you know, bought a bunch of it at 50 cents because <laughs> yeah. right now it's bringing $18 a board foot for those, you know, the live edge, three inch, anything over three foot wide. It's it's bringing big money. <clears throat> Do you and, know that now you're talking about black walnut? Yeah. We're, it's going to take us 10 years to get through the states, but that's all right. You know that there's not one state that has black walnut that I can find? Was there a state tree? No, I didn't see it. Not even Missouri. <laughs> what the heck's going on here? I mean, flowering dogwood is Missouri state tree. You'd think it would be black walnut. You would because that's where all the black walnuts flowering come from. Flowering dogwood? I mean, Virginia <laughs> has that, I think. I mean, come on, guys. Babe, I don't Seriously. Know. Well, we're going to have to put a petition up. and not one black <laughs> walnut? Uh, we can go protest now. I mean, isn't black <laughs> walnut completely exclusive to North America? Yeah. All right. No, I digress. We have to address that. We got to get through one more tree here. What do you got? Well, you got a poem to read too, right, Gary? Yep. Well, I didn't. That's the ones I did research. But the next one coming. <clears throat> oh, is that it? Then? Well, we got. We don't have to go through another tree. We can save it for next time. What? What? What was the state we ended with? Uh, California. California. Well, at least we don't have so to talk about blue spruce today with Colorado, because that's my that's that tree stinks around here. Yeah, I know. That don't grow good here. No, well, it likes the desert of Colorado and Connecticut is white oak. But anyway, but that no. Well, that makes sense because white oak and red oak in Connecticut, you can't beat that. No, be and some of, I get. Goosebumps when I walk up to a huge tree. It's not because of the <clears throat> the size of it. I can feel the knowledge that went and and what it's seen and the weather and the storms and the people and I feel that when I walk by them and it's just like it's it's overwhelming for you me. You should go for a drive in Connecticut because it's Connecticut. People talk a lot of smack about it, but from an arbor cultural standpoint yeah. as a severely underrated state i mean some of the tallest i think it was ridgefield or something some one of those fields i was driving through one of the most majestic tallest largest beautiful sugar maples in a village i've ever seen really i mean and healthy healthy old old <laughs> yeah and they pr and they really do put they invest in their trees in Connecticut. I mean, that's that's really the heart of arboriculture is, yeah. is Connecticut. Well, most cities invested in their trees, but... Not like Connecticut. Man, they're crazy. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. Well, well the, the thing is, a lot of cities invested in their own tree, and some kind of disease took them away. Yeah, right. Like chestnuts and um, elms and whatever. But this is called... I wrote this... <clears throat> Two thirteen twenty four eleven o'clock in the morning, and I miss this called Oh Mister Wise Man. Oh Mister Wise Man, where have you gone? Used to you being there when things gone wrong. Every twist and turn and crooked road I am on, you know who I am. Been here all along, watching me through all my ups and downs. Watched me work, my fingers to the bone. Danced and sang with me all night long. Now when I call for you day or night, <clears throat> see only a flickering dim light. Oh, Mr. Wise Man, where have you gone? Used to you being there when things gone wrong. 
reaching out for you at this time, looking for answers, now on my own. Oh, Mr. Wise Man, seems far away you've gone. Without you here, I feel so all alone. Please do come back around again. Issues at hand, hurting my brain. Oh, Mr. Wise Man, reaching out for you to escape. Uncertain times, I am unable to relate. Greed, hate, and aggression, absurd. Evil doers, hope you get what you deserve. Oh, Mr. Wise Man, need strength to carry on. Things have gone terribly wrong. Oh, Mr. Wise Man, tell me where you've gone. I want to be under your wings once again. Wild and crazy life ideals, a crying shame. Checkmate playing that danger blame game. Situations that seemed impossible to fix. Oh, Mr. Wise Man, again need your advice. I know you're out there listening to a song, looking for answers as I roll along. Your point of view desired at this time. Oh, Mr. Wise Man, for you I wrote this poem. Oh, Mr. Wise Man, where have you gone? Used to you being there when things gone wrong. Oh, Mr. Wise Man, please tell me what to do. Oh, Mr. Wise Man, I'm really missing you. <clears throat> Loving this place we call our home. Oh, Mr. Wise Man just gave me a sign. Message pointing out, I now am the one. Handed torch over to carry on. Explaining now, I am the wise one. Experience making me wise and strong. And if you reach out to me, my friend, I promise to do the best that I can. Teachings reaching heart and soul, resting now upon my caring, aged shoulders. And that's my Mr. old Mr. Wise Man. <laughs> but I do miss all those old timers that I used to lean on for advice, and <clears throat> all of a sudden I'm one. <laughs> I don't know how it happened so fast, but here it is. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, we were just talking about that uh, before the show that there's not really a place anymore <clears throat> where people can of different age classes can. Uh, can talk to each other you know the, the bar has been kind of killed off by uh dwi and other regulations licensing yep. and then you know the churches are you know not what they used to be so coffee shops are lame so you know there's a non-alcoholic version right but coffee shops you go into if you go to starbucks and kingston or anywhere and everyone's on their phone they don't even talk to each other yeah so I, you well, know, it's, it's the difficult. same it's the way of the world and you know even when you go out to dinner with folks and that damn phone comes out, and, and I won't tolerate it if they're at my table. <clears throat> I make them put it away, or I'll, yeah. I'm not staying here. I came here, I want to talk to you, I want to look in your face, and I want some communication, I want some feeling here. <clears throat> and, you know, I don't want you here talking to somebody out there, you know, whatever. But they, it's an addicting little thing, and uh, but people don't really realize it, and... And uh, I don't know. It's the way of the world. What the hell are you going to do? Yeah. 
we should bitch and complain about it. <laughs> it ain't going to go away. <laughs> That's right. And, well, and anyway, you folks out there will be doing, well, maybe next time we can do 10 trees. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. At this rate, uh, might take us another 10 years to get through it, Gary. Well, I was, I was thinking on the way here, you know, 10 months. <laughs> to do if we did five a, a night but we can we can step that up to five months <clears throat> and yeah. uh but it gives us some and some of these trees are so interesting but you know the black walnut because uh, i'm kind of overwhelmed with trying to figure out as much about each tree as i can but i i love your attitude where you do percentages of trees and you do uh, you realize well geez they don't even have black walnut on there i mean that should be you know that that actually could almost be the nation's tree wow when i was looking at all the state trees i, I thought we were missing one and that was it it was black walnut yeah i was like where the heck is that one but that's all the time we got on from the forest and uh have a good night peace everybody were flashing and the icy wind did blow The water seeped into his shoes and the drizzle turned to snow His eyes were red, his hopes were dead and the wine was running low And the old man came home from the forest His tears fell on the sidewalk as he stumbled in the street his friend and the old man stumbled in from the forest up a dark and dingy staircase the old man made his way his ragged coat around him as upon his cot he lay and he wondered how it happened that he'd ended up this way So dear, who'd loved him in the springtime of a long forgotten year, when the wildflowers did bloom in the forest. She touched his grizzled fingers and she called him by his name, and then he heard the joyful sound of children at the games. In an old house on a hillside in some forgotten town 